0: Welcome back, everyone, to episode 29 of the Mind Up Business podcast presented by Bennett Creative Media. I'm your host, Ethan Bennett, and today we are chatting with Mindy Coleman. That's how you pronounce the last name, right? Coleman? It is. Mindy, it's good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. So as always, we're going to get right into the show, hit the questions early. What do you do? So for people that have no idea who you are, what you do, what would you tell someone if you were in a bookstore? Like, oh, what do you do?
1: Oh, I'd say I work at a phenomenal credit union called Aspire right on Broadway.
0: There we go. And Aspire, it used to be a different name, correct? It did. Okay. It's Prairie Federal. Prairie Federal. So for those of you that aren't familiar with Aspire, it's in the same location, correct? Correct. Perfect. So getting into the banki- banking industry, we're going to kind of go through your story. What's okay. the origin story? Why did you decide, hey, let's get into the banking industry?
1: Um, you know what? I don't know if I actually chose it
0: okay. or not.
1: So um goes way back, uh, 16 years old.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Junior in high school. And I was in the DECA program, Distributive Education Clubs of America. Yep. And uh, there was an a part-time, two part-time jobs available at Town and Country Credit Union. Okay. And I applied and got the job. There you go. And so I started as a part-time teller uh, after really my senior year, I worked seven hours a day. I came in, covered lunch hours, and then went back to school. And after that, I went into a full-time teller and then I moved to the accounting department and then I moved to Prairie Federal in 88.
0: Okay. So, and I know I said banking industry before, is it proper to say banking industry or credit unions called something different?
1: No, it it is. Well, we're a credit union. We are, we are different, but you don't usually say crediting.
0: Yeah. So. The credit union industry. It's, right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. You. So as far as a lot of people we have on the show, you know, business owners, they start a business from scratch or they purchase a business from someone or whatever it might be. You have an interesting success, for it, success story because you started, as you said, as a teller and worked your way up. So that's kind of what I want to dive into today. Um, so for people that aren't necessarily business minded, what would you tell them uh, that they can still be successful, you know, working their way up the ladder instead of, you know, if someone doesn't really want to start their own business.
1: Sure. Um, work hard. I I mean, obviously, uh, take advantage of every learning opportunity that you can, Mm -hmm. um, find a good mentor. That, that is also a really good thing. Somebody that wants you to be as successful as they are. Okay. Uh, Somebody that, you know, you don't want someone that is, uh, gonna be jealous, right? You want yep. somebody that wants you to go a yeah. long ways as well.
0: So what would you recommend to people? How how can they find these mentors? Where should people look? Or, you know, for example, what were some of your mentors or mentor?
1: Uh, right in the credit union industry was, okay. was where um, I did find mentors, um, my parents. Uh, you know, that's probably a lot of people's mentors, but my parents, um, as long as I can remember, owned a business. And so I saw the hard work that they put in, I learned organizing from them. And it was, I, it was an interesting life. I okay. think that I had that we got a little variety of
0: everything. So, so business, your parents owned a business, was business always kind of in the family then? And you always had the business mindset per se?
1: Uh, yeah, my dad was probably kind of an entrepreneur and got okay. into a lot of different things. Um, but it was, it was interesting like that.
0: Did you ever think to yourself, I want to start a business one day? Or once you were at the credit union, you know, what was, what did your career path look like? Did you love it so much there that you're like, I just want to stay here?
1: I think so. I like numbers. Um, my parents owned bars and restaurants and I definitely knew I did not want to own a bar or okay. a restaurant. Um, but I did like numbers. Not that anything's wrong with that, but I saw the number of hours that they
0: Yep. Yep. Which is a lot of times we talk about pros and cons on the show. Business, being a business owner, you do have a lot of freedom, right? But there are times when, okay, now I'm working 80 hours this week. So there are pros and cons. And that might be some of the cons is that you do have long hours from time to time. As far as in the beginning, you mentioned a teller and then you moved into the accounting department, correct? Right. So switching roles. What was it like when you're given new responsibilities from switching from that role? And okay, now I have more responsibilities at this new role. How did you kind of handle that? How did you adapt to that new position?
1: Um, Well, there was a few different times that I had with that. So when I switched credit unions, right, I um, I went from a larger credit union to a much smaller credit union. Um, when I started at Prairie Federal, we were 6.6 million in assets. Okay. Um, now we are about 165 million in assets. Oh, wow. Um, so I was—I went from a, um, an organization that employed about 50 people and I was the sixth full-time employee. Oh, really? Um, so there were a few different things there that I was like, whoa, this is different. Yeah. Working for a smaller organization. Um, but there is where I really learned a lot of things because I wore a lot of hats. And so where I was talking about pick up all those learning opportunities and and run with them.
0: So that's very similar to being a business owner. Sometimes you have to wear a lot of hats. How do you deal with that? You know, how do you balance, okay, I have to do this and then I have to run over here and do this other thing? How do you kind of balance that?
1: Uh yeah, multitasking definitely has to be in your mentality for okay. for sure um, prioritize, you know, you got to figure out, uh, which, how to prioritize best. Yep. Um, each day could be, could be very different and you have to be able to switch and take care of this and then maybe switch back to the the next challenge.
0: So it's pretty much just looking at what's on your plate in front of you and thinking, okay, what has to get done right now? Yes. Okay. So then looking at the bigger picture, how do you, as someone that's in a leadership position, how do you look at the bigger picture and kind of mend everything together?
1: Okay. Well, <clears throat> to me, it, it's a lot the same. Some days I come in and I'm like, I'm going to focus on these five things. Okay. And then none of those five things <laughs> get focused on because life changes. Yep. Right. It could be an employee problem. It could be a member coming in with a different problem. And so it's, it's kind of about finding a balance and, and focusing on, on what you're going to do. Um, and, and, like I said, prioritizing what's ever on, what's ever on fire, take care of that. Okay. And then move on to the, to the next and help, you know, hopefully you have a great team that can help you out. Yep. Uh, and so you're not taking on all those tasks by yourself.
0: So we're going to talk about teams a little bit down the road. I want to talk about your transition from the accounting department. What was the next role? What was the next step?
1: Okay. Uh, so then I was, I became, I was an operations manager. Okay. Um, I handled payroll, um, IT, uh, all of the bookkeeping, the marketing, and was the head of the teller line. Okay. Um. So it was.
0: So you're kind of doing a lot of you're wearing a lot of different hats there too.
1: I was. So
0: then eventually you work your way up, president, CEO. What is it like managing a larger corporation? You know, being in charge of the bigger decisions.
1: Um, well,
0: and I want you to start from the beginning when you're first thrown into this role and you're like, okay, here's what I have to do now. Here's what I'm in charge of.
1: Sure. So, I had been there um already with the credit union for quite a few years before I became the president and CEO. Okay. Um so that was a little bit different for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because you are part of the staff. Well, I was in management, but but still. Then yep. you're now you're leading the whole team. Um and so I still think you have to take a step back and make and find find your team, find the strengths that you need to complement your own s- strengths. Yep. And and what, how to balance all of that out? Okay. And so it was really a little bit difficult for me to take a step back because I was doing
0: you were so, so in it. So
1: many things. Okay. Yes. Um. And so when I stepped into this role, they split my job into two different okay. people's yep. jobs. So now we have a CFO, and we have an operations manager. Gotcha. Um, but it was I, when we hired the CFO, she wasn't able to start for about six weeks. So I,
0: which you which that. you had you had the you had the accounting background, so you were able to tackle that.
1: Yes. Yeah. So,
0: so how long were you president CEO before the CFO was a uh, thought?
1: Just about, Oh, I, we tried to hire one pretty, pretty quickly, okay. but she was able to start about six weeks later. I
0: okay. Think, gotcha. Somewhere in there. So then obviously you're leading a team of people. How do you find these people? How do you find good hires? A that lot of interviews or what?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, Because I, I think, today it's harder than it was
0: six years, years yeah. ago seven yep. years
1: ago um, but we had some good team members in place already and they were ready to step up and take on new roles okay and again I think it's a mentoring process um, in making sure that the the people that are around you realize their capabilities. And that they have more to offer and bring out their strength.
0: So is that something that you're showing them? Like, hey, you have these skills and you kind of just have to shed light on it? Or is that, that something they I already am. know? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. I would like to think yeah. that
0: I am. Yeah, you yes. can give yourself a pat on the yeah. back here and there. You get at least a little bit of credit. Uh, how do you strive to be a good leader then for these people?
1: Um, as far as my, my leadership, I lead by example. I am one that would not give you a job to do that. I wouldn't take on myself. Okay. Um, I think that I like to be as much a part of the team as leading the team.
0: Okay. So you'd rather be a part of it instead of, you know, I'm the boss. I'm up here. You guys are all working under me. Yes. Okay. Which is probably good. Have you seen that's obviously more effective than maybe the alternative route?
1: I think so. Yes. I, I guess I lead how I would like to be led. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I've had, I, I've wore a ton of different hats. I haven't worked for a lot of different companies, Yeah, but obviously you visit with other people and, and you hear yeah. hear things. And I think people like to be treated Uh with respect and you you need to show people how valuable they are.
0: So where do you think you got that ability to be a leader? Was it always something where you wanted to be in a leadership role one day or did it kind of just, you know, just, okay, now I'm a leader.
1: Um, again, I, I'm going to go back to my parents on that where Mm -hmm. where I think I don't know that I always thought, Hey, I'm going to be a leader someday. Yeah. Um, I did, you know, I can remember way back where I think I was, uh, always organizing. I'm not sure if it was, you know, organizing a sports team or organizing an event or I was either organizing or instigating sometimes. I'm okay. not sure which it was.
0: Yep. At the same time? But, yeah, <laughs> yeah <be>? sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, did you have more no, to say about that? Okay. So motivation, how do you get... The motivation every day, wake up, work hard, you know, strive to be the best leader that you can for your team and the people working under you.
1: Uh part of me, I think I'm naturally motivated. Um, for the most part. I I like to do a lot of different things. Okay. Um sometimes focus could be my weakness as far as focusing on the one thing that I'm going to do because I want to do multiple things. Um, And so I think motivation comes from going to work and helping people out, Mm -hmm. whether it's our own employees or whether it's a member, um, helping people. I I really do enjoy helping people. I like volunteering.
0: um, So it comes back to the people at the end of the day. Yes. So being in an executive position, then I'm sure people look up to you, employees, the public, how are you on the day-to-day operations, building a perception to these people about, you know, kind of how you want them to look at you as a leader, as a person. And how can people that maybe are in a leadership role, what is some advice you could give to them? That's like, here's ways that you can act. So people look at you the way that you want them to look at you.
1: Um, I think, again, part of that comes back to treating people with value. Um, Again, I don't, I don't know that it comes from, it's from anybody. It's from your family, your friends, your employees, your -hmm. your members. If you, if you treat people right, I think they want to do good and that helps the company to grow. Right. Um, To look at, how I would want somebody to perceive me, it would be um, as hardworking and have values.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of it rubs off onto the people under you. If you act a certain way and lead a certain way, the people under you are going to do the same. It's like when people say, what's the saying, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang out with or whatever it might be. So maybe that's something where, you know, the team under you sees the way you're leading And they want to do the same for you. As far as the importance of relationships, I assume in your business career, you've built a lot of important relationships. Uh, What are the relationships like compared to a corporate environment instead of being, you know, a small business owner? Are they similar?
1: I I would say yes. Um, And I don't think of of Aspire as a huge corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have one office, we have 24 employees. Um, I feel like we're we're kind of a a little family, but I think in whatever size business that you have or corporation that you have, that relationships are are important. Um, you you need to build them. You need to have values with them. I, you know, I just think whatever size you are, big or small.
0: What would your so advice going people? Maybe they just graduated from college or they just graduated from high school. They're going into these industries what would be your advice to these people on how to start building relationships with these people, these influential people?
1: Um, be yourself. Um, that, that's one of the main things I think people should, should really try to be themselves. Um, and that's, that to me is, is one of the most genuine. You got to be yourself and, and be genuine. Um, Outgoing.
0: Do you think a lot of people like fake it just so they can win the appeal of somebody else? Like they try to act differently.
1: Well, I think sometimes at first that could be your first instinct because yeah. you might be nervous mm-hmm. or or whatever. But that only if you're gonna fake it till you make it, that only lasts for so long.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah, it's, I think there's gonna a, come out. I think there's a rule. I saw it online the other day, and it's like three months. Someone can only fake something and act a certain way for three months. After three months, the real them is going to show up. So well, it'd get exhausting. I, oh, yeah. I
1: really think it would get exhausting.
0: Unless you're like an actor, if you're like Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio or something. Those uh, the method actors, I think they call them, <laughs> where they really dive into their role. Those are those are creepy. Uh, we're going to take a quick second to hear from our sponsor, Midco. Is your business moving up and to the right? Put Midco's business technology to work for you so you never have a slow day at the office. From premium, wow, oof. from premium internet and phone plans to custom private networking and advertising, they have a solution for every type of business, large or small. Get paired with an account representative to create your suite of services and make the switch with ease. With dedicated business client fulfillment and support teams, no data caps, flexible contracts with month-to-month or long-term options, built-in DDoS protection, and more. Explore services and request a free consultation at midco.com/business today. Midco. Thank you for sponsoring uh, this week's episode. I'm a Midco user myself. I loved every service that I've ever used from them. I have their fastest internet and honestly, I got nothing to complain about. So thank you guys very much for sponsoring this week's episode. Let's get back into the questions a little bit. When you took on the role of president CEO, did you have any, you know, imposter syndrome or were you nervous in the beginning? Like, am I fit to, you know, be in this position? Uh, What were your thought? What was your thought process like?
1: Yeah. I, I definitely had a little bit of that. I think if I wouldn't have had that, I'm not sure I'd have been right for the yeah. position.
0: If you go in with blind confidence and like, I'm perfect for this. This is going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely because obviously you have a number of people counting on you, right? Yeah. Um, you're, are our account holders and mm-hmm. employees and every, and everybody like that. So Definitely had some of those days, but then it's like, okay, you've been doing this. Yep. You just gotta.
0: So is that kind of how you is that kind of how you deal with the pressure then? Of okay, I'm really nervous. I got all this pressure on me to, you know, maintain all of this, all of these accounts, and make sure the relationships are healthy. Is that kind of how you deal with that?
1: Yes. Yeah. I I, I would say that that's part of it. Um. I also. I lean on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a good board at the credit union. I feel like I have a lot of support.
0: Okay. So that's that one thing I want to up. talk about a board. So how do you go about dealing with a board? Obviously my company, I don't have a board. I'm, I'm the board. So how do you go about dealing with a board? How do you find good board members?
1: Um, well, credit unions are a little bit different in that, in that way. Okay. Um, and our board is all volunteer. Okay. Okay. So a credit union is actually owned by the members. So we don't have the stockholders or mm-hmm. anything like that. So the members elect okay. the board members at Democracy. the annual meeting. Mm-hmm. So you have to be a member to yep. be a board member. Um, and,
0: and is it just like a vote? Is that how that is. works? You just it's say, hey, here's the 10 people, pick five.
1: Um, well, what we do is we usually uh, the first newsletter of the year we say, Hey, we're looking for some volunteers. Okay. And so then we kind of put out a little bit of what the job would entail. And then we, our members can call us in. We have a nominating committee. Okay. And they say, Hey, I'm interested in that. And then we'll put them on the ballot and then see how it goes from there.
0: What do you think the importance of a board is?
1: Well, um, the board sets, policy mm-hmm. um for the credit union and so the board is my boss yep um and obviously they are they help us in the direction that that we are going
0: okay um I didn't so we even have monthly about, meetings yeah i didn't even think about that well i guess now that i think about it that they would be your boss because mm-hmm. if you don't have a board then i suppose it would come down to everything's you right but right. the board kind of oversees that Yes.
1: Okay. And then we also have a supervisory committee.
0: Do they oversee the board? Yeah. Okay. Who yeah. oversees the supervisory committee? Uh, NCUA. <laughs> God himself. <laughs> uh, how, so how do you and your team uh, navigate large challenges? You know, some strategies you use to overcome them. If something comes up where you're like, all right, we need to talk about this.
1: Uh, we have a team meeting uh, usually once a week, once a week, um, where we kind of strategize and figure out, you know, what do we need to do? Uh, Sometimes some of our challenges do come, uh, NCUA examines the credit union, they insure the credit union, and they also insure the deposits of the credit union for our members. And so when they come in, that's probably one of our most challenging times because they, um, they examine credit unions all over the United States.
0: Is it kind of like an audit? Yes. Okay. Yes,
1: it is. And so sometimes the Midwest is a little bit different from what's happening in Washington or Chicago or,
0: yeah.
1: and uh, so sometimes that can be a bit challenging and we work together um, as a team and we put our heads together and figure out what are we going to do? I mean, how are we going to grow the credit union? These are, there's different things. And um,
0: so it's all just like a big brainstorm meeting. Kind of, kind of, okay.
1: And we actually we ask our employees for their input too, so which we, is pretty cool
0: that yeah. you keep everyone included.
1: We do. We have two um, training sessions a year, mandatory training, and okay. we get we do some roundtables and get employee feedback, um, and hopefully that in increases engagement.
0: Yeah. So do you think it's do you think a lot of these employees take that as your way of saying, Hey, everyone's included in this business. It's not just me and the board, me and these five people or whatever it is. It's everyone, you know, all hands on deck.
1: Yeah. I do think that they enjoy having their voices heard, uh, giving us their ideas. And then if there are ideas that, you know, maybe aren't going to work, we try to explain why, because we also don't want to stifle somebody's idea. If you say something five times over and we never take your idea. Yeah. You're probably not going to give us an idea
0: anymore, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, no, they've got a bad idea, but we'll, we'll try this one, Yeah, but no, it's good. It's good that everyone's included, you know, and then it's, it's nice. Cause then everyone feels like they have a voice. Cause I, you know, I haven't had very many jobs, but I assume there's some jobs where it feels like I'm just a paper pusher. I sit in my office. I don't ever get a say in anything. Um, and that's not really, it's not really how you want to run things. Right.
1: No. Cause then you don't feel valued.
0: Exactly. So do you have any hobbies outside of work? That- so many that that <laughs> helps you become a better leader or you know that you just like to do
1: uh, well I hope they help me become a, a better leader but yeah I do have a lot of hobbies um, and I and I think it's comes down to you know you gotta organize prioritize mm-hmm. um, with those as well um, but yeah I think I think everything all your life experiences are
0: go into yeah and that's we were talking about this on uh, the last episode. A lot of your experiences, people think, oh, I don't know this because I've never done it. It's like, but you have so many life experiences outside of work that you can draw from to get you uh, over the situation.
1: Yeah, good or bad, right? right? We can learn from mistakes too.
0: Exactly. And that's one thing that you just got to learn from everything you go through. Yeah. What does your support system look like? Why is it important to have a support system?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, I feel like I have a big support system. Um, I have a good-sized family that that is very supportive. Um, and. I have a great team at the credit union that's very supportive and as well as the board. Um, our board is very supportive in, in uh, what we do. Um, it's important because it takes a village, right? It takes yeah. a village to, I don't, if it's running your household or running a business, mm-hmm. it takes more than one person because you don't have everything that it takes yeah. to get it done.
0: Rome wasn't built in one day. That the sink. <laughs> do you have any uh, interesting takes on business or business the business world in general? how oh. do you how do you view business?
1: How do I view business? well, there's a lot of different I mean there there's so many different types of business yeah. and so um it's important uh, you know I mean now there's a lot of I think smaller businesses that that are trying to, startup, if you if you look at things the way things were ten years ago fifteen years ago, yep. um, what have you? I feel like there's a lot of people that are starting um, little side jobs or whatever to supplement maybe their their regular yep. income with something else, um, because I I think a it's probably a hobby it's fun. Mm-hmm. Or it might be out of necessity.
0: Yeah. So how do you, how does Aspire then go about supporting these small businesses? Cause they're obviously important for the community. How do you guys go about supporting them?
1: Well, um, I think we, small businesses, we can help them with, uh, lending. Um, we are, again, since we're smaller too, we have less fees. So that makes it yep. a little bit easier on the pocketbook for them. Um, and we offer a lot of community support. So we do a lot of volunteerism, um, mm-hmm. just in a variety of different ways.
0: So credit union, that's the one thing that's better about, well, not better, about different from a bank is that the fees are lower, correct?
1: For the most part i think that they are okay yes um i can't say that in every aspect yeah um but the biggest difference is the member owned um, okay and credit unions also have field of memberships okay so
0: explain that to me like i'm five
1: okay <laughs> so our field of membership um you our credit union used to just be a railroad credit union okay if, if you didn't work for the railroad or your family didn't work for the railroad, you couldn't be a member. Oh, really? Yeah, and then we went to a community charter, and and it was anyone living or working in the city of Minot. So even if you uh, lived on base and worked on base, you couldn't be a member of the credit union. Oh. Okay? Okay. So you have to be within that field of membership, and now ours encompasses six counties. Okay. And so if you live in one of those counties, live, work, worship, Yep. Um, or go to school, you could become one or if you're a so family member. Sh- so
0: it's just in those six counties where people can go to Aspire. Yes. Okay. Unless
1: if my sister lived in Bismarck, she could be a member of okay. Gotcha.
0: Industry. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. So yeah. what's your, what's your look at, you know, your take on marketing? You have to create an image of what Aspire looks like to the community. How do you and your team go about that?
1: Um, well, we just had a big challenge with that when we did our name change, right? And, and sometimes change is difficult on people. Yep. Um, so... I think promoting a positive image is what's important, yep. obviously. Um, it isn't the name that does it, right? Mm-hmm. It's a service that you provide. Yeah, And so I think that is one of our top goals is to provide excellent service. And we've just, we got kind of got into a Google review campaign and that's been really
0: okay. pretty awesome for us. So then your name is, yeah, because Google reviews are uber important. I think that's kind of overlooked sometimes by businesses because when I'm choosing a business and I go Google and it's like got 712 reviews, five stars. I'm like, man, this must be a pretty well reputable place. One thing I want to go into is the name change for people that are maybe looking to rebrand. Maybe they picked a bad name to start their business or whatever it might be. How did you guys go through the rebrand?
1: We, um, we looked at a variety of different things. We had, uh, different staff try to come up with different names, names that meant something. Okay. And there was nothing wrong with Prairie Federal, but we don't do um, necessarily do agricultural loans or our okay. farm loans or anything. And that seemed kind of where that was. There's a the lot of people prairie, that love yeah. Prairie Federal. Um, but, you know, I do want to make sure that just because our name has changed does not mean that our values, our services changed. Yeah, And so we were looking for something positive. Um, and so we've kind of, taglined aspire to more because we want to help you achieve in inspire you yeah. to, to uh, make your dreams come true, whether it be a house, a car or what.
0: Yeah. So how did you get that out to the community then? Like, Hey, here's our name change. We're still the same place.
1: A lot of social media. Okay. Um, we did a lot of social media. We put it out in our newsletters. Um, we use Facebook, Instagram, um, our website. We've done a, re- a total revamp on, on that. Okay. Newspaper, um, our color went to orange. That's really yep. helpful. Nice. Which is,
0: I think it's more visible too when you're driving by it. Because wasn't the Prairie Federal used to be like a yellowish?
1: There was the yellow sun and then kind of blue. Okay, blue and, sun, and some green, and that that was another thing that yep. we did. We kind of drove up and down Broadway and went, "What what color do we need?"
0: Yeah, orange works because <laughs> yeah. I drive up and I'm like, "Oh, there's a spire right there." Every yeah. time I drive past right. it, literally every time. Um, so couple more questions here for you. What's the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Mm -hmm. If you had to leave the people with something.
1: Boy, there's been a lot of, of lessons that I've learned over the year. Um, but one of them is I think, and I feel like I've talked about people, um, a lot today, but, but it all really does come down to people. Right. Um, and I think by value treating them correctly, serving them as they're coming in, taking care of their needs and having them satisfied when they leave, whether it's to go home at night or whether they just come to deposit a check, get a loan, whatever it is, because if they're happy, then we're happy.
0: Treat them like people instead of transactional. Correct. One thing I really try to do is build a relationship with someone, even if, you know the deal doesn't work, or whatever it might be. Maybe they don't pick Aspire to be the credit union they go to. At least you've built that relationship with that person. What do you enjoy about the business process?
1: Uh, helping people, uh, being satisfied. You know, I think I think that that is really good. I that is something that I think we try to do, and we try to do it really well. Um, there are so many scams fraud so much of that stuff out there that we really do try to take care of of people and i think at the end of the day if you can help somebody out that's how can that not be a good feeling
0: exactly two questions left for you mount rushmore business advice top four pieces of advice they don't have to be anything crazy but if you know, if we, if we brought a 15 year old kid in here and we said, you're going to be a business person, take these four pieces of advice. What would you tell him?
1: Take every oppor- take every learning opportunity.
0: Okay. That you I like that one,
1: that you can, um, find people who work well with your strengths and your weaknesses Okay. And and, and treat them well. Um, if you have a good team, you're going to be successful. Um, I would say that's, you, you need to find a balance work Yep. life, all of it balance. And you got to have fun.
0: Ooh, no one said that here on the show before. You got to have fun. There it is. Have fun. Yeah. A lot of people come in, a lot of tactical information, you know, networks, do this kind of stuff, but have fun. No one said that yet.
1: Well, I like that one. I mean, who doesn't like to have fun? Isn't that what?
0: That's what it's all about, right? Yeah,
1: you, you, if you're going to have fun, then you—that means you're smiling, and smiling's healthy.
0: That's what it's all about. I'm going to ask you one last question. I've never asked this on the show before, but I saw it online actually. What's one question you wish I asked you? How would how would you have answered it? And if you say I have no idea, that's totally okay because okay,
1: well, I feel like you've asked me a lot of questions. I'm just
0: throwing so. them at you. It's like yeah. wildfire. Yeah. anything you can think of if not that's okay because now that I'm reading it out loud I'm like if she asked me that question I don't know if I'd have an answer for it
1: yeah no, I mean you know, when I first got here you asked me if I wanted a drink so that was a good
0: question. there we go <laughs> that is a, that is a good question hey we offer everything here beer wine you know water coffee whatever it is uh Mindy thank you very much for coming on the show where can people find Aspire Credit Union
1: 1430 South Broadway we are Look for the orange. Yeah. Sign. Look for the
0: orange sign. Look and then the online, sign. I suppose, Facebook website, or, yeah, Instagram,
1: aspire dot union.
0: Perfect. We'll throw all that information in the description down below. Thank you guys. Uh, well, thank you first of all, for coming on the show. Um, and thank you guys for listening to episode 29 of the Up business podcast. Please leave a rating and a review. It really helps the show, uh, bump up in the algorithm and we'll see you guys next week for episode 30 of the Up business podcast.